Hey friends, welcome back to Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. Welcome to the first interview of season three, where our theme is Thrive in the Thick of It. And today, our episode is Eliminating Anxiety with Action with Susan Epstein. You guys, if you have ever been in a situation, or maybe you are right now in the thick of it, and you're having some panic, you're having anxiety, you're not really sure what to do, my dear friend Susan shares with you several tips about what it felt like for her when she panics internally, how she takes that, turns it into action, turns it into communication, and takes these steps to overcome anxiety, to eliminate it, and actually to thrive in the face of it. Susan shared so many nuggets of wisdom with me in our conversation, and I just can't wait for you to lean in and listen. But she talks about how it's good to be picky, how not everything has to be done right now. You hear me, don't you? Sometimes we feel like everything that we want to do has to be done right now. But she talks about one of her keys to success being doing one thing at a time. And guess what? Because she is choosing to thrive in the thick of it, to grow, learn, prosper, she's actually doing better because she's choosing to thrive in the thick of it. She's not doing worse. Hey, friends, listen, this episode is for you to encourage you, to uplift you. If you've got a business, if you're thinking about starting a business and you're worried about the state of the world these days, take it from my beautiful friend, Susan Epstein, founder of Highly Profitable Practice. Not only is Susan an expert in business, but she's a beautiful soul who's choosing to share her heart and what it really looks like to thrive in the thick of it. Here's my conversation with Susan. So what does your day hold? What what are things like in Connecticut with COVID? Are you guys in phase three? What's going on there? We're not. We're in phase two. Um, okay. And we, we may not go to phase three. And if you watch TV and look at the map, you'll see that we're probably <laughs> the only state that's holding or going down because we are just uber serious. Like, yeah, yeah. it's really, um, I think people are just freaked out here. So they're just not mm-hmm. doing anything. Like everything is closed. The theaters, um, you know, things that were going to open didn't open. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of just, you know, go to the grocery store, go yeah. to the pharmacy. Um, <laughs> every weekend we, we do a field trip to the nearest garden center. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. For projects. Right? Yes. And just, yeah. we've been working on the garden and fixing the house and my husband's learned how to do a lot of things by himself without calling a handyman. So that is really very, he's feeling so confident right now. I know. Oh, that's a good, good thing. Yeah, so what yeah. are, you know, speaking mm-hmm. of confidence and getting mm-hmm. out of our comfort zone, how is this pushing you out of yours? It's not exactly pushing me out of my comfort zone in, in that respect, because I've had an online business, um, a coaching okay. business for well over 15 years. And okay. I haven't, I always, I've been saying this to my, you know, my colleagues and my family that my life isn't different at all mm-hmm. in, in my, my work life. My work life isn't different in terms of how I spend my day. Um, okay. The only couple of things that changed was I was going to do a live event in May and I had to cancel that. But yeah. 
I just am teaching more online classes instead. So it's, but the one thing that it's kind of made me do is be a little more purposeful with reaching out to people like you. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. Just for sure. Because my, my world is shrunk and I don't have that many people mm-hmm. to talk to. So now did you like, how did you connect with people before intentionally? Mm. Were you like going out to networking events or how did, what did that look like? Did that look, did that part look different? Uh, No, um, I I did that for a number of years. Um, I had a parenting business before I had the business that I have now, which is business coaching. And in the years past, um, I think before video, definitely I was a big BNI person. I did. Yeah chamber stuff. I went to a lot of live events. I was very active in the world and everybody knew who I was and what I did. Mm -hmm. That was before you could do it this way. Yeah. Um, yeah, In the the last five years, I've kind of cocooned a bit and stayed home and been pickier. And so if I do go Mm -hmm. out, I'm really choosing who I'm spending my time with and what I'm doing. And there are a couple of things that I do in the community that I connect with other women and other people in, in business and stuff. But not like I was you know, before. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the word uh, purposeful or uh, being intentional, mm-hmm. being thoughtful, being picky even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had a conversation with um, a, a friend earlier today, actually, at the dog park, a dog park friend. And um, there's a lot of wisdom to be found in the dog park, by the way. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were talking about... Um, how sometimes as women in particular and women in business, we can get it into our minds that we are not either permitted to or deserving of being intentional or purposeful or picky, that um, somehow we have to pay our dues and that um, you will know when you get to that place where you can afford to be picky. And I say, you can't afford not to be picky from the beginning because otherwise, I, now I'm speaking to the business coach, so you might correct me there. No, I um, agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Only, we, we all have the same amount of hours in the day, right? That's right. And if you want to build something and you want it to be big and in a sense, meaning impactful in the world and mm-hmm. purposeful to yourself, you have to make choices, you yeah. know, And one of the best advices that I ever got from one of my coaches was you don't have to do everything. You can say not now. So it's like, I'll write a book, but not now. Not now. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take that trip that I was going to take, but obviously we're not going anywhere. So that's a not now, but it's not necessarily (laughs) never. It's just like, okay, like that's, it's, it's, it's on my bucket list. I'm going to do it. But not now. Right now, I'm focusing on, you know, filling up this group coaching program I'm I'm doing, or I'm I'm focusing on building out my team, or I'm fig- yeah. I'm focusing on writing the next masterclass that I'm going to give online, or yeah. you know, just to be focused. And then when you do yeah. choose to write your book, then don't do anything else but write your book. Yeah. Um, I wrote a book about, I don't know, I think it was in 2014, a parenting book when I was still doing that. Okay. And I was like, if I drag this out, it will never get done. And I'll just be mad at myself. So I'm taking August and I started on August 1st. And by the 30th, I just, I didn't do anything else. I didn't talk to anybody. I canceled most of my appointments <laughs> and I just That's came to my office and I just did it. And I was like, yeah. because there was the ROI on the other end to getting it done was so huge Yeah, yeah. that it made sense for me to do that. Right. Yeah. What are you focusing on right now? 
Right now, I'm focusing on, I've pivoted. Um, I couldn't do my live event, which I do every year. And sometimes I do, last year I did two, which means that I would bring around, I don't know, 70 to 100 people to Connecticut and teach for three days from the stage. Okay. Now I was supposed to do that uh, Memorial, the weekend, the week before Memorial Day. And Mm. in February, I saw the writing on the wall and that, you know, canceled it. Um, And so now I'm, looking into planning a virtual event where I can do this, but from here, from the comfort of my office and people can do it from the comfort of their home and the other things. And that will probably either happen in the fall or in January. But right now I, I have a number of masterclasses that I have already set up to teach. I have one tomorrow, which by the time this is aired, it'll be over, but (laughs) um, I have one tomorrow. It's called client getting secrets for coaches I have another masterclass that I'll be doing in September. So I keep rolling out these masterclasses or quote webinars, whatever you want to call them. Sure. And also um, I run various programs within my business. So I have to show up, you know, for those, those times I run a, a number of masterminds and I have businessy things that I do with my team to run the business sure. and train other trainings that I'm involved with. And, writing um, more in-depth information for training so that people can really understand what I'm teaching. So those are some of the things I work on. Okay. I love, I love that. Now I want to back up Uh because um, the, the theme of the Uh podcast for this season is thriving in the thick of it. Uh And as a business owner, you're, well, I don't know. I might always say we're in the thick of something, but um, as business owners, there's, so there's always another, um, opportunity. There's another challenge. There's an area for growth. Um, If we're doing it right, if we're, if we're really seeking it right, I don't think we ever, you know, hopefully we Mm -hmm. never attain or get to a plateau. Mm -hmm. But um, you talked about having this, you know, as a business owner, you want to be successful, not only uh, for your intrinsic motivations and your desire to serve with your gifts, but for financial reasons, for the Mm -hmm. success practical success of the business. So you've got this major event planned and then COVID-19, the global pandemic strikes Mm -hmm. and you use the word you had to pivot, but I want to back up before the pivot Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of stuff that has to happen before we pivot emotionally, Mm -hmm. right? Mentally. Um, So I wonder, because this is you as a business owner um, thriving in the thick of it, Mm-hmm. Walk us through a little bit some of the the things that you thought, some of the fears or questions that maybe you had and how mm-hmm. you responded to that. So we um, did a live event in November and after and, and the previous May. And after that, we're like, we, we went and said, we've outgrown our hotel. Mm-hmm. It was a, I had been using the same hotel for um, four years. And I'm like, I'm ready for the bigger place. So okay. um, in Sweet. January, um, I went and wrote, you know, a couple of RFPs um, looking for a place and then picked a place that I wanted to have it. And it was beautiful. And there's a waterfall in the front hall wow. of this hotel. And it's across from this little village where people could eat. And oh, it's in downtown Mystic. Good. It's yeah. just beautiful, a beautiful place mm-hmm. in Connecticut. Right. And I thought everyone's going to love this. And I started going online and buying stuff like M&M's. <laughs> pens um and you know what I was going to give away is swag and you know a lot of planning a lot of planning with my team Mm -hmm. I actually wrote the entire content for it 
way back in January because my OBM, my online business manager is having a baby and she's, okay. she's the person that helps me with that. So we were like get, getting it done before she went off for maternity leave. Yeah. So we, we did all that. Um, I gave a deposit to the hotel um, in January. Um, it was about a thousand dollars just to hold the, hold the space. Sure. And there was all this legalese. And one of the things in it was, you know, in French, I can't remember what's called a force of nature, but it's something to uh-huh. whatever, you know, if, if there's an earthquake, if there's a this, if there's a that, right. and that never happens, right? Right. So <laughs> yeah, me, sure. Let me sign on the dotted line. You know, yeah. otherwise you owe us, you're in for a thousand and 30 days or 60 days out or 30 days out. I can't remember. You're in for what it would cost to actually, plus the rooms that I was supposed to fill because they have this room block thing. And it's, it's fairly complicated when you're doing these things. Yeah. So I started getting really nervous um, in February. Um, I heard about this thing, you know, um, and I started calling the hotel and he and the guy there, my event, the event guy, you know, you're overreacting. Nobody else is canceling. You know, you, we, we're not going to let you out of it. You're still going to owe us the money, you know, and he was, so then I had to go get an attorney. Okay. (laughs) And just say, well, what are my rights? And he's like, well, you know, and by the time I was talking to the attorney, it was March. Yeah. And he's like, this is looking like a force of nature. I think yes. you're going to be okay. And, but it was many, many conversations with the hotel until everybody at the hotel was furloughed. And yeah. at that point I got the phone call that not, I guess you were right, but everybody can get their money back because it's a force of nature, blah, 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 blah. I still okay. haven't gotten my, my money back. They, they're still uh-huh. like, because they were closed for two months and nobody's sure. doing anything right. But that's, that's okay. I mean, I'll, I'll get it. Um, but the cool part was because we don't usually start promoting our events until six weeks before with the email and buying a lot of things. And my team is all over the world. I have team members in Seattle, in Berlin, in Ann Arbor, in Canada, like I fly them all in. Yeah. So we hadn't bought the plane tickets yet. Thank goodness. Good. Um, and so because we were just kind of watching it, we were being very cautious. Usually I'll say to my team, you know, if you find a cheap ticket, get it. We know we're doing this. Yeah. And I would have said, get your ticket in December, but like we didn't. So yeah. I was very lucky because the investment that I had made was very little. It was a time investment, but it wasn't a monetary investment. Sure. And we just said, no, yeah. we'll wait. So then we said to the hotel, well, we'll do this in <laughs> October. <laughs> so we picked an October date. And then a month later, we're like, no, we'll do this next yeah. May. That's right. And then yeah. I was like, no, we're taking it off the table because yeah. I don't know what 2021 is going to look right. like in May either. So we moved it a couple of times, just watching the news. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it was very anxiety provoking. I was worried about it. I was worried what, about being. What were you worried about specifically? I was, well, the big thing was for me, where I live in Connecticut, mm-hmm. bringing people to a live event is a big deal. Okay. The airports aren't close necessarily oh, to where it. we come. So mm-hmm. it's always a big decision for people. If they want to fly into Hartford or into Providence, Rhode Island, they're still going to have to somehow get to Mystic. Connecticut. So that's like an hour. And so it's not like, and it's also not a destination like, Oh, come to Sedona. Oh, come to San Diego. Oh, (laughs) you know, let's go to Italy together. You know, it's not that kind of a thing. So 
it was always a bit pulling teeth for getting people to come anyway. Yeah. So a lot of people were saying to me all the time over the past four years, Susan, are you live streaming it? Can't you just teach this online? I was getting tons of that. Um, and then it's expensive. You know, you've got to buy your plane ticket, your hotel, yeah. and you yeah. want to give up, you know, at least five days, two days of travel and three days of being there. Sure. So my worry was it's hard enough to get people anyway, but who's going to travel now? Yeah. And who's going to travel in October and who's going to travel next year? And mm -hmm. just even, and then the resources, because it takes us six months to plan this within my team. So then all of our time is put into something that might not happen where I yeah. could be doing something else that that's making something actually happen. There you go. Um, yeah. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to um, lose my business. I think that mm -hmm. was my biggest fear that I would put all this energy into something that wouldn't happen. I would spend a lot of money on that and time and then be sitting there with my hands open with nothing at the end of the yeah. day, rather than yeah. pivoting and saying, Hey, we live in an online world. I can just That's right. do more online stuff, which is exactly what we did. We just did twice as many master classes. And I'll yeah. tell you, here's the, the juicy thing. Yeah. I'm doing better than if I was having a live event right now. Wow. Um, and it's like, Oh, I don't have to do that. And yeah, even though I love it, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like on Saturday morning, when you think about cleaning your house, it's just the <laughs> thought of it, but when you're doing it, you're singing and you've got the music going, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're it's really enjoyable. happy, but right. it's the, there's so many decisions. There's so many yeah. if, ands or buts. There's so many people to deal with and people have food stuff now that they never had before five years ago. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got a thing. And figuring out how to make everybody happy and feed them. And it's like, okay, just, you know, stay home and eat your own right. food <laughs> right. and plug right. in and you'll be happier. And I think I'll be able to, um, when I do this virtual event, this probably two or three day event, I think I'll have three or four times as many people will come. I, I mean, I know that mm -hmm. because there's not going to be an obstacle with planes and trains and automobiles and right. hotels and food and leaving dogs and kids and Yes, husbands yes. and wives and lives and aging parents and because everybody mm -hmm. has a thing that they're responsible for. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah. you, what I hear, Susan, mm -hmm. is that you, um, which we'll get back to in a second, mm -hmm. I, I, I believe takes a lot of practice and, re and rehearsal throughout life. It doesn't yeah. just come naturally mm -hmm. is translating your anxiety into action. Mm. That's, that's what you did because it's really easy to become debilitated by anxiety, to become blinded by the perceived obstacles and to not potentially see opportunity in the face of adversity. And it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you've had practice doing that because it seemed pretty, that that process seemed pretty fluid for you this time, as if it wasn't foreign to you, as if, okay, I've done this before, been here before, maybe not with a pandemic, but well, I do. I think I've, I, I have always done it. It's, yeah. um, I don't know if it's, um, something that is a learned response or, I mean, I can go way back and say, I see, I have an ability to see the writing on the wall. Mm. And if I, years ago when I worked in a job and I saw that it was starting to look weird at the job, okay. I would be like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then I would start to plan. I never stayed anywhere too long that I was beaten down. I always preserved my self-respect. I think mm. that's it. Where In do you think that came from for you? 
my mom and dad probably. My mother is yeah. a yeah, she's a hot ticket. She was always a action taker, a doer, and she's she's living with us now, and she's ninety two, and she's going to be on a podcast tomorrow. Oh, I love I it. She's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. What podcast is she going to be? Um, it's uh, Gail Stiletsky's uh, something over seventy, aging something or other. I can't remember the name. But it's Wonderful. Actually, it's, it's today, actually, I'm going to help her get on Zoom. Oh my goodness. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. You've always been that way. Have you ever uh, stumbled into situations where that process was not as fluid for you, where it, where it maybe stuttered a little bit more than yeah. usual? Um, I There's times where I've overreacted and gotten myself in a position that wasn't good. Um, the big one was in 20, 2008. I was a parenting coach then. And it was just me, my admin and me, you know, Mm -hmm. just having clients. Right. And all of a sudden I was losing clients like left and right because Mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. crash. And these were big paying clients. I was a pretty well-known parenting coach at the time. I flew around the country helping parents in their homes, kind of like a super nanny. Okay. Um, I had a lot of clients in Utah where the housing boom was. Mm. And I had this one woman, she called me up and she's like, I can't pay my employees. I can't work with you. And she was like a 1200 a month client for me. That was a lot oh, of money. Then. Sure. It's sure. like my mortgage payment. Right. So it's like, <laughs> I, I, I got a job and mm. it was the worst decision. Like I, I shouldn't have. I, I bailed. That's, you know. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. good. I think right, that right, um, right. that's, that's what we do a lot of times is we have, so I want to help the women listening here, yeah. Susan, because um, I, there's a lot of people who do not have that history of, uh, of foresight of seeing possibility uh, who don't, who aren't versed in that. There's a lot of women who are versed in knee jerk reactions. And so I, 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 I wonder, I, I think that's what you're talking about, because when we feel stressed, when we feel panicked, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, let me go do this, um, as opposed to pivoting. So maybe you can point us in the right direction mm-hmm. of what's the difference between mm-hmm. a knee-jerk reaction, an overreaction, and a pivot? And how do I recognize that in myself? I think one of the things that I didn't do in 2008 was talk to anybody about it. Mm. I was too much in my head. Yeah. And I did have a coach at the time. And I always say to myself, he wasn't, um, he, I was going to some of his things, but he, he didn't reach out to me. And I, and I didn't reach out to him because I wasn't paying him at the time. But. And so you didn't think that you. Yeah. I didn't think I could. Or, yeah. Or something. Yeah, okay. But, but I, it was more like, I wished that I had had um, some mentoring. And just, mm. you know, Susan, hang in there, stick it out. It's going to be okay. Yes. You can pivot. And I didn't know how to pivot then. I mean, that was, you know, 12 years ago. I, I just, I wasn't that experienced um, in, in, in pivoting. I would always pivot big, um, <laughs> get another job or, you know, but what right. I really, if I had stayed in my business, I think I could have done it. But here's what happened. I got this job and it was a really bad job. Like literally I was a supervisor in, in a, in a clinic for social, I'm, my background is psychotherapy. Okay. So, um, and literally I was stuck in an office, um, signing paperwork. Like it was really boring. I was going out of my mind and I had to do some things I didn't want to do. And the, my bosses were 
terrible people. They were just mm. really power hungry. And it was just not a good space for me. But I, what happened was I met this person who I knew through coaching and she was doing some network marketing with health, health coaching and uh, a product. And I, never, I didn't even know what that was. I had never even heard of Amway. I didn't, and this wasn't Amway, but it was something where you had a product. Yeah. So she said, you know, you want to try this. Could you lose a few pounds? I'm like, every woman can use a, lose a few pounds. Okay, good, I'll do it. So I did the program. I was successful. I signed up my cousin to work with me and we did it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, one month I looked at my bank account and I had made $3,000 that month from that business, which is about what I was making from this terrible job. Right. You know, at 50,000 a year, which was so terrible, you know, at my yeah. age at that point was not good, but it had health insurance and, you know, there was some perks sure. there, but, um, so I was like, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm leaving. So I only mm -hmm. was in that job for six months and I just needed to get confident and do something else. So then at the same time, I was able to, um, start traveling for a continuing ed company and that, that position uh, really changed my life. It allowed me to travel around the country for seven years teaching on explosive and challenging kids. And I met so many people and I was able to um, pivot again. I started writing books and uh, clinical stuff and teaching all day long and got really good at mm -hmm. uh, being in front of a crowd, which set me up for, you know, my, my future business that I had. Yes. So even though the pivot was, drastic getting the job uh -huh. I didn't want it actually led me to something you know every building block led me to something else I didn't just stay in that job I mean that would have been the yeah. worst thing that would have been if right. I had given up my coaching business but I think like you know if you're successful in business on your own and then you go get a job you very quickly figure out at least most people that I know that they can't work for someone else again it's just impossible yeah. you you yeah. don't walk in the door and someone's looking at their watch saying you're late Right. Or you have to stay till five, even though you finished your work, even though or, you're right. Yep. It's just feels like you just feel like you're 15 again. So, yeah. um, I, I quickly knew that, you know, so I heard, yeah. I heard two things in there. One that, um, if you do pivot big, um, if you do have a knee jerk and you pivot big, that there is still foresight, there is still possibility wrapped within that decision. Oh yeah. If, if we choose to see it that way. Yeah. And then, but, but here's the other thing that I, I want to ask you because there's two, we can, we can parallel this to the pandemic. So there's, um, there's, you know, panic and there's purpose being purposeful. So we can choose to live in a panicked world, mm -hmm. um, and a purpose for purposeful world. So what I did not hear in there, even though you pivoted big, it doesn't sound like you panicked. It still sounds like you were thoughtful and purposeful about it. Or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah I I panic internally. Okay. For a very short period of time. Okay. And then I take action to make the panic stop. Okay, so got purposeful when, action. Yes, when I was in college, mm -hmm. I did my papers right away. I was I never pulled an all-nighter. I wouldn't even know what that looked like. I was reading oh, wow. when everyone was was writing their their papers at the end of the semester. I was laying on my dorm room bed reading mysteries. Like oh my I, goodness, you and I could I not be more unlike. Right, I couldn't. I can't <laughs> handle the having it undone. I have to finish it. Yeah. I don't like that feeling of not knowing what it's going to look like and not having finished it. 
And once I finish it, I don't ever want to look at it again. Don't even put it. I don't want to keep fixing it. I'm it's better done than perfect is my motto as well. Right. Move on to the next thing. And if there's a typo, I'll fix it later. Like I'm not, I don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, But I need to get rid of that underlying fear Mm -hmm. by taking action immediately. And that makes me feel good, but it also has helped me in my life accomplish so many things. Yeah. I'm not a procrastinator. Mm. at all. If if I don't want to do it, I just don't do it. It's a choice. Got it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It yeah. is a choice. Yeah. I often find um, that I ask, I ask women, if they're telling me that they're frustrated, because they're trying to get something done or accomplish something, but they're not doing it, they keep putting it on the back burner, they keep avoiding it. Very often, what I discover with them is that it's just not in their gifting because if it's no. in your gifting you'll be compelled to do it you won't be compelled to avoid it that's right yeah so let me back up a second so you said two things that you do to thrive to learn and grow when things are tight when you're in the thick of it is one talk to somebody about it get some mentorship some wisdom about it yeah and two just take action just start to take action to minimize that anxiety mm-hmm. so I want to back up to the first one, talking to someone, um, because you said if I had had somebody or maybe you said I had wanted somebody to encourage me to persevere, mm-hmm. to keep going, um, that's in a in in today's business culture. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a necessarily foreign concept to entrepreneurs who are like, you know, they're at the starting line and their wheels are burning rubber and they're, they, you know, they believe in it. But when they go to somebody else and other people who love them look outside and they see them struggling and they see them in this place that's just, you know, they want the best for them, but they see that this is not safe and secure and sure, as is the traditional path, right? So some of us women, we might want to talk to somebody and we might want to be encouraged by somebody but we might be surrounded by people with that traditional mindset. So what would you say to that woman? I would say that if it's something that's really important to you, you need to surround yourself with more people that are encouraging and Mm. stop running by your ideas with your partner or your family. Yes. Just don't tell me. Yeah. I mean, you need to divorce your your partner You know, I mean, in the, in the traditional world, you know, years ago, a man would come home from work and he wouldn't want to talk about what happened at work. Right. You know, you can choose not to talk about it. You don't have to, you know, the the thing that I find quite interesting too, is like oftentimes when, you know, we're talking to somebody about working with us, they'll say, I have to ask my husband. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I get to ask, you know, well, who makes the financial decisions in your family and whose business is this? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if he had a business, would he be asking you for permission to get a consultant or to get a coach? No. Well, why? Well, he told me, I, you know, I'm like, I've, I've run through all our savings, which a lot of people do um, with the wrong people and that, you know, that he's not going to support it. And I said, well, who else can you borrow money from then? You know, don't borrow money from your family. Right. Women typically would do it with glue stick and glitter. That's what I say. And men go to a bank and say, give me a loan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like making our own business cards, right? You know? That's right. Hey, whatever it takes. Yeah. But yeah. So that, surrounding yeah. yourself with different people that will 
that get it, that will encourage you mm -hmm. and that will challenge you to think in yeah. more preserving ways. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more. What does a day in the life of Susan look like? Tell us so, about one of your master classes because okay, this episode yeah. will air in August. And mm -hmm. I think you mentioned you have a master Something class in September. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that. What what is it? What I mean, I a master class sounds appealing, but what in the heck is it? Yeah. So I'm gonna be teaching in September. I think it's September 14th. Um okay. at least it's on the calendar now. Things could change, but right now that's the date. And it's called uh, Create and Design Your Group coaching program. So basically it's a workshop style and mm -hmm. I walk you through picking the name of your um, group coaching program. I teach you how to run it as a pilot. You figure out the three results that people are going to walk away from, from being in your group coaching program or your mastermind. Some people want to create a mastermind and you get the whole design, how much it's going to cost, you know, when you're going to meet, if you can do it on zoom or on the phone or in person and they walk away with a, a sheet of their entire group program planned wow. after an hour of being on a webinar with me, a masterclass now, webinar. Now, is, is that restricted to a specific type of coach or who, 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 which coaches do you have an affinity to serve? All, actually, because what I teach is pretty generic in terms of if you're a parenting coach, you might want to do a group of parents. If you're um, an executive coach, you might want to do a group of, you know, CEOs um, from different businesses for a mastermind. If you're a wellness coach, you might want to get a group of people together that want to lose weight together or mm -hmm. exercise together, get healthy together. Um, I have a lot of coaches these days that are doing um, release your money blocks, tapping, any kind of groups that people want to do. Um, okay. It fits. I can I can help them uh, create a group coaching program to fill it with with my model. Okay. Yeah. And do you now let me ask you this, Susan, do you still do any group coaching yourself or is it all coaching coaches? I do. Um, so I have um, we have in our in our in our business model, we have a mastermind group that I started four and a half years ago. And that group, I ran it, then I handed it off to another coach and then she moved on and I handed it off to another coach and she's out having a baby right now. So someone else is filling in for us. So that group is sort of the beginning group, a coach who just figured out their niche. They want to implement some of the things they learned from me on some of the master classes that they took, but they want that year long support. Got it. So I don't teach that one or run that one. I do run my high profit inner circle, which okay. is for coaches, therapists, and healers who are already successful with their business, they maybe are at six, six figures or close to it, and they want to scale and grow, Got either it. by building out a team or just doing more or creating some passive income and not doing so much one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore. Mm -hmm. And I run that, I do run that group. Okay, perfect. And at what level of frequency do you meet? The Our masterminds and group coaching programs meet twice a month for 90 minutes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, can you share a little bit with us about mm -hmm. like, how would somebody access that? How would somebody say, let me learn more, let me sign up? Mm -hmm. So the best way is to, well, it's two best ways. One way is to go to our website, which is highlyprofitablepractice.com. Okay. And there's a nice little resource there. And it actually walks you through the model of create and design your group coaching program or your mastermind. So you can read a little bit about it and say, if that's for you, 
then you'll get some emails and then you'll be on the list to get invited to the master classes that I'm that I'm doing. Okay, um, great. I also have a Facebook group, which is called um, Group Coaching Mastery. And that's okay. on Facebook. And if you want to talk with me, you can just send me an email at Susan at HighlyProfitablePractice.com. And I'm happy to set up a, a Zoom call with you and see if we have a program that's a fit for you so that you can have a real and profitable business and whether or not you want to use groups um, and masterminds or you just want one-on-one or you want something else, we can talk about if I have a program or something to give you to help you, you know, get to that next step. Yeah. That's so generous. Thank you for um, Mm -hmm. giving our listeners a a way to directly contact you. I appreciate that. So I wonder if you can share, um, I had a thought before we, um, close out here the next mm-hmm. five minutes or so. I wonder if you could share um, a story of maybe a coach or a client that mm-hmm. you have worked with mm-hmm. who's been in the thick of it, in the thick of something, and how you helped them navigate that. That is a great question. So I had a coach. Um, I worked with her for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and she was a massage therapist. And she was also a business coach, but her business coaching was very tiny. It was just very, very tiny. And her biggest problem, the thick of it was she didn't have any time because she had so many people coming to her home office for massage therapy. And Uh, when you're in the thick of it and you count on the money, it's really hard to let go of those hours so that you can spend time growing the business that you really want to be doing. That's and right. she was older and she was ready to like not be standing all day and um, and having something that she could take into her retirement. I think she's 65. So she was like moving towards not wanting to do physical work anymore so much. Sure. So I was, I had done my own transition from psychotherapy to coach 15 mm-hmm. years ago. And I, I said to myself in three years, I'm going to get out of this business and I'm going to be in that one. And I did it. And so when I originally talked with her, I said, I can help you with that. I know how to do this. Right. And so the first thing we did was we looked at her business, her current business, and we looked at her rates and we said, well, if you charged a little bit more for your massage and she hadn't raised her prices in like five years, you can cut out three or four hours a week, right. which would allow you to then have time to enroll or join a networking group just for business coaching. And so little by little we did it. And as we did it, it became so clear to her that this was going to happen that by the time I said goodbye to her, because we ended our coaching contract, um, which was in, I think, February, February, it was really February, March this past mm-hmm. year. Oh, okay. She had two days left of massage, which she couldn't do because wow. of COVID. Yeah. But she had this other business that she had replaced it. And so she was now making six figures as a business coach. And she said the writing was on the wall. Like I didn't know the crystal ball was there, but I needed to do this Mm -hmm. because, you know, my husband and I still needed to have some money going forward. So we took it step by step and we just opened up time and opened up time and got her really focused on what she really needed to do. And she was somebody who was a bit of a shiny object person. She, she wanted to, (laughs) what this is and this is and then finally I got her to say to me is this something I want and I'm like no that's not what you want you want what you said you wanted and just you know staying you know staying staying 
you know, with eye towards the goal of having a 75% business coaching and a few massage therapy clients because yeah. she liked it and she wanted to yeah. continue doing that a little bit, but then she couldn't. Yeah. And she still had a business and completely now, online now and, and, and going and, and, and wow. doing this. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's an incredible yeah. um, story. And it's also mm -hmm. not, it's also not, not a, a, a mythical story. It's a real story mm -hmm. that I think mm -hmm. many entrepreneurs uh, live as they make that leap. Now, Susan, I wish I had met you. Oh, you know, back yeah. in, I'm a jumper. When I, when I decide to leap, I jump. I don't build, you know, a yeah, craft, yeah, yeah, yeah. carry me over the chasm, nothing. I just go. And then I learn as I go. Um, but, but so I, I love what you said about like kind of ha one, that's what is so great about having a coach, having somebody there to walk you through that process, keep your eye focused on, you know, where you're going to not lose hope. But my question for you is, was there any time with that particular client where she was just like, I, I want to throw in the towel. Like, yes. I can't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you navigate that? Most of it was her feeling um, ill-equipped to yeah. make offers. Mm. And so we just doubled down on the sales training um, that I do okay. and helped her feel really comfortable. Um, I have a script, you know, sticking to the strip script, not coaching people on the call, just different things. Just more, she just needed to practice more. And I just challenged her to, you know, book at least three to five sessions a week and not worry about if she signed them up or not, but just to practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Um, and that really, you know, she, she grew her muscle and, and was like, yes, I get it. This worked. I didn't, you know, I had to stuff my hand in my mouth and not talk, but yeah. I, I was able to enroll this client and, you know, kind of also picking like who she wanted to work with and not feeling desperate was working on that, the mindset of I want, not I need. And that became really apparent because she was worried, you know, like we yeah. all get, you know, I, yeah. I want, I want, I want, um, is so much better than I need yeah. because I need is desperate. It sure is desperate. Yeah. yeah. So here, here's what I, I really value about what you said, Susan, <clears throat> that, a lot of times our, um, when you're feeling ill-equipped, it can become an issue of mm -hmm. negatively evaluating your identity as a person, your capabilities as a person, as a woman. And um, there is a tendency to throw in the towel, I think, which uh, inadvertently confirms or sustains, grows that belief or that self-doubt mm -hmm. that you have in yourself. And I love how when you, you, you mentioned it before, but when you put when you decide to take action, I love how when you decide to take action, what happens is you're so focused on the action. You're so focused on the craft, like for like you're saying a script, a, mm -hmm. you know, here, this is a process. This is what you have to do. You're so focused on that, that you have to make a choice to either focus on the process or focus on the emotions and the feelings that come up for you. So if you can focus on the process, if you can put your your feet and your hand and your minds to action, it kind of divorces you from the emotions that rise up that cripple you. That's right. Yeah. So that's that's fantastic. Okay. So one more question for you before we um, well two more questions actually, Susan. So you spoke to the the business owner, the the entrepreneur, the one who maybe is thinking about taking a leap and they're not really sure how to go about it. You just spoke to her a little bit, sharing that story. So thank you for that. 
Can you speak now to maybe a business owner um, or, or a coach who has had um, a really strong business model and this force of nature, going back to what we started mm -hmm. with in the very beginning, has really wreaked havoc on their mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to them? How, what would you say to them right now? Get coaching. Okay. Get coaching and, don't, and get out of your head. Because get most of what you're saying to yourself is just a story. And we none of us know. Mm -hmm. None of us know what's going to be six months from now, a year from now. And I think that this COVID thing has really told us that we... We don't know about this, but we don't know about anything. Mm -hmm. And you just need to put one foot in front of the other. The other thing I think is really important too is, is this a hobby or is this your business? Mm -hmm. And Great if question. it's a hobby, you're not going to, you're, you're not in. So mm -hmm. you need to ask yourself, am I all in? And that's a decision you have to make. And until you've right. made the decision that this is my business, that I'm supporting my family with this, that this is the money that I need for my retirement or my kid's college, until you have that inner, like, I have to go to work yeah. and I have to make it work, then you're going to do whatever it takes. You're going to talk to people. You're going to try things, try everything. And if it doesn't yeah. work, get help to decide if you should toss it or tweak it. Yeah. I mean, just because it didn't work, it could be, you know, I did something a couple of months ago where I made an offer on a class and I changed one thing by mistake mm. and it had really chaotic consequences. It, it wasn't a total loss because it recouped, but that one thing that I changed and I was like, I'm not going to toss this masterclass because I know yeah. if I just said it this way, I have the yeah. same magic that I always have. So sometimes yeah. it's just a tweak. Yeah. And this sometimes, is true. Yeah. 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 I love that. Get coaching and get out of your head. Okay. Yeah. Susan. So this, this show is all about thriving in any and every circumstance this season, thriving in the thick of it. And the way that we do that is to believe and practice truth over these ridiculous lies that come up in our minds and attempt to stop us. So I ask every guest and you're the first one this season, if you could leave the women who are listening with untruth that you want them to remember after the show ends, what would that be? Do one thing at a time. Can you tell me more? Because yeah. I that, that truth was for me right now. That was for me. So tell yeah. me more. Don't put too much on your plate that you feel overwhelmed. Pick one project and see it through. That's and so good. And perfect it. And that's so hard to do. I know. I know. Especially for creatives. I know. Right. <laughs> like, oh, but I, I have this idea and I have this idea and this one's in the process and this one's almost done. So since it's almost done, let me start this other thing. And yeah, but that can quickly devolve out of control, I suppose. You could take one model that you have and put all your creativity into that model. I have this one model of the masterclass and each time I teach, it's a different subject. But the way go. I bring it out to the world is always the same. It's the same process. It's the same type of promotions. That part okay. is a template. What I teach and how I grow is my creativity inside that box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I perfected that model and I did it over three and a half years. And then I created a new model and I created an evergreen webinar. So now I have another one that's just out in the world and it just goes. But I didn't do that one until this one was better. And this one was perfected. Yeah. I didn't do a live event and invite 70 people until I knew that I could teach it to 11 people in my living room. 
Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm testing, I'm trying, I'm doing one thing and I'm growing it. When mm. I started my first group, my first mastermind for 10 months, all I did was fill that thing. I didn't build a website. I didn't create a funnel. I didn't do anything. I just yeah. picked up the phone and called people for, for 10 yeah. months. That's all yeah. I did. Yeah. You have the gift of deliberativeness, which which makes you an outstanding Thank coach. You. So, Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, coaching with Susan and get out of your head and the final mm -hmm. truth that you've left with us, Susan. Thank you so much. Do one thing at a time. What a wealth of information Susan has been. When you are thriving in the thick of it, I do hope you reach out to her. She's made this generous offer. Please email her at susan at highlyprofitablepractice.com. Check out her Facebook group, Group Coaching Mastery, or go to her website, highlyprofitablepractice.com, and check out her free resource to understand what the Create and Design program can do for you and your business or a business that you've been thinking about creating. I love what she said about having a mindset of I want and not I need. I really hope that you adopt that thriving thought and that truth today. Please remember to subscribe and click five stars if you're an Apple Podcast user. Help us reach even more women with these truths about how to thrive in the thick of it. I'm honored for every episode you share and every person that you tell about this podcast. Hey, listen, if you'd like Thriving Thoughts delivered straight to your text messaging inbox, all you need to do is text the word THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, to 540-369-2139. And you'll get those messages from me. I can't wait to interact with you that way. Hey, friends, thanks for checking out the first episode of season three today. We'll be back on Wednesday with another episode from me. Until then, remember to speak truth over the lies so you can thrive not only in any and every circumstance, but in the thick of it.